They're not my audience. Get me on something that I, you know, I'm an anecdotalist. Three, two, one, and we're live. It is the Ed and Stu Talk Show with your co-host, Ed, and... Your other co-host, Stu. Co-host, I like that. Equals. Equals. Where should we start? Well, um, we were having a bit of chat in one of our group chats just there, and the host of the Who Farted um, podcast, um, Alan Petty, was saying that he wanted you to ditch this podcast. But what I wanted from you right now was a live um, commitment that this is your main podcast. It is my main podcast. It's got my name in it, and that is important, Uh, not my alias. it's my favourite podcast, and I was quite hurt in that you couldn't record for the last five or six days because you were busy with work. Well, I'm saving it up for the weekend, though. High energy, high octane. So, yeah, it's Saturday I'm... night. We've watched some Premier Premier League football. So English straight... Premier League. Yeah. The best there is. Um... Well, for the internationals, like the people from around the world. What? They might think it's the Indian Premier League. Yeah, cricket. It's a real thing, IPL. Are you deliberately pausing? Because we had those connection issues, and then I don't know if this means... (laughs) (laughs) If you've just frozen, or if you just think my joke was so No, we're recording on Saturday night. I've had my captain blank, Kevin De Bruyne. But more, more interesting, really, is Man City... I wouldn't say outplayed, but definitely outfought from a Leeds United side and really sort of, for a lot of the game, really lacking in ideas. Um, I've got Foden as well, so that's not great. I do worry a little bit because I was obviously between KDB and Salah um, as captain. I do worry that Salah might explode. I don't expect him to. In fact, I'm definitely in the camp of if if Mane's out, Salah's not as good in this specific matchup against Villa. Uh, we beat them, I think, 2-0 at home and 2-1 away. And both were very tight games. So I didn't really want to captain Salah anyway. Um, some people have decided to captain him because Mane is out, which, again, I don't agree with. But I had Foden and KDB in those games, and they basically both blanked. So not great, uh, but generally pretty happy with FPL. What, because Hammers got a wee 18-pointer? Yeah, but I mean, most people have Hammers. But yeah, the key was, I've got Hammers and DCL, <laughs> and everyone has DCL. So like the, the key was actually Hammers doing something, which he did. So like, I'll, I'll have a good week. But the thing about last season was, in previous years, you always have at least two or three monster weeks a season, like where you just have like a week where you just blow everyone out the water by like, 30 points and you hit like 100 a week when everyone else is on like 70 and last season I didn't really have that and some of that's to do with like captain differentials and all the rest of it but a lot of it's just to do with like 
things clicking. And I guess it didn't really happen for me last season. I looked at my team this week and obviously I had DCL and Hamez as my first two players. And I was like, right, this is and Wolves players in reserve and then Liverpool. And I'm just like, right, this is going to be a monster week. And I feel a little bit deflated as we sit here on Saturday night with Man City with a again a really poor performance similar to Leicester where first five ten minutes thought they're going to absolutely roll them and it's just not the City team that we know as far as most teams camping out and City just spend the entire time on their 18 yard box just breaking them down like they they got out fought by Leeds they got at times they definitely yeah. got outplayed and they, they it, for a long time in the game they couldn't actually get a foothold in the game or any sort of control um, but also there was that 20 minute period where it was just end to end and it was just chaos and no one in the midfield was doing anything and during that period I was really thinking Man City could just get three goals quickly here they've got the quality yeah it was similar to um, Man U in the, against Brighton last week where Man U had a couple of good touches you know in, you know created a little bit at the, you know in, in the opponent's box and, and got a couple of goals out of it whereas Brighton you know hit the post and, and largely dominated and came away with Nothing and um, oh, do you know how you know many saves Ederson got in the game? Oh, he was unbelievable. Six, six saves, but like massive saves as well, like proper one-on-one saves. Um, so yeah, but this this will be this will end up being like a 20, 20 minute bitch sesh about about them letting me down. But ultimately, Man City. Yeah, I I was slightly worried about it, but not enough to not captain them. So so yeah, I I. Uh, he's got a big job to do and I don't know how he does it you I know really what? liked them at the start and the way they set up and it was much better he's... with Foden in midfield to begin with at least as far as like him being closer to De Bruyne and actually Sterling being out wide to have a bit of space and that's where the goal came from and Torres looked okay but you know but yeah wow League for Liverpool thanks very much well I mean I, I'm a Sterling owner so it wasn't a disaster for me but anyway You've, have you not got Captain, Sterling? Captain, have you not got Sterling, De Bruyne, and Foden? Yeah, that's my differential. And yeah, last two weeks, well, I, it's I, not particularly, a disaster. it's still not great though. Well, this week I thought Leeds are conceding goals for fun. This could easily be a big one. It should have been. Um, Leeds should have scored at least at least two goals. Yeah, I, I expected it but, to be like three two or something, and, and I wouldn't have been surprised if Leeds got something out of it before the game. Having watched the game. I mean, fair enough, Man City had 20 shots, but yeah, two were on target or something. So yeah, it's um, a lot, lot to process. This is why we have the pod on a Monday night and not, not a Saturday night. Right, anyway, that's FPL done. Um, generally, I'm very happy. Wildcarded, rolled the transfer this week. Um, you Man can't City say it's done moves. and then go on to wildcard chat. Well, that was, that was last week because well, it's not last week. It was this week. But we never did a pod early for the like. We never basically talked about last game week's games, which were, yeah, but we're a bit of an anomaly. Um, this is a seat of the pants podcast. It is, you know, we're it just is. right. Fuck it. Let's go straight into Nolan me, Nolan you. Have you heard Nolan of me, Nolan you? Yeah, it's a real thing though. Alan Peddy again, second mention on the pod. He doesn't listen. He hates it, but. He mentioned it on Twitter, and I thought it was a bam up. As far as like, he was like, "Yeah, my favorite, my what? This is this is my this is my podcast. My favorite podcast is Nolan Me, Nolan You." I'm like, oh, "That's that's a pretty good joke, actually." It's a podcast about Christopher Nolan. No, it turns out it's a real podcast about Christopher Nolan. So this week, I obviously, when I was out running, decided to listen to it, and it is basically a review of 
all of his films. Um, okay. So which one do I start with? The Prestige. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's telling me stuff I already know. If, if anything, it's not gone deep enough. Uh, and then I go on to Batman Begins, and it's just this Scottish guy just being like, oh, no, no, it's really good, though, because, like, Raz al Ghul... You know, he's actually the, like the bad guy, and it's and it's Liam Neeson, and you think he's dead, and it, and then like the, like the Asian guy is actually a really good actor, so you think obviously he's 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 rather yeah. at the start. Batman Begins, by the way, is utter. I mean, it's it's two movies. It's got this like ninja movie at the beginning, which is great, yeah. and it's got the second bit where it becomes a comic book. And when Raz Al Ghul shows up, when when Neeson shows up, he's like, ah, "I'm Raz Al Ghul." You're just like, I don't care. I don't yeah, care, yeah. mate. You you've completely shat it. I don't care. The second half of Batman Begins, I agree, is terrible. And I, I was quite bad for being That's like, awful. Batman Begins is amazing. But that's partly because of my big thing about superhero movies. The best superheroes are the origin stories because there's so much layers and depth you can add to them. And the problem with superhero movies is that everyone ends up being too powerful and they leave themselves nowhere to go. Batman's a really good example of where that doesn't sometimes happen because he basically lives in a town and he can basically knock off the bad guy and then randomly another bad guy will show up, you know, in Gotham. But a lot of superhero movies leave themselves nowhere to go because it's yeah, like that's a good they've point. got a main bad guy and a main good guy and they just like, right, oh, right, you can't kill me. It's like the fucking A-team where they're like trying to kill each other and don't don't really you know, jerk each other off. And then, this is a brilliant segue into The Boys, which um, I watched the first series and I was like, right, it's got nowhere to go. And now No I'm... spoilers on this. I'm still okay. one episode behind. Well, I'm fully up to date on series two, but broadly on series two, as I was, I was thinking, right, it's got nowhere to go. It's, it's going to be like Heroes where everyone's just like too powerful. Like, you watch it and you just think, right, well, Homeland at any point, if anyone tries to take him on, it's just going to like kill everyone. You know, he can just burn people immediately. But it's got layers to it. And, you know, all the characters have different motivations that causes it to be... You know, there's so many things at play that it can't just be someone murders everyone. So Have you seen Justice like League? It. The movie Justice... I think it's called no, Justice League? No, I've not seen it. Uh, it's utterly... Don't watch... First of all, don't watch it. Secondly, listeners, if you haven't seen it, don't watch it. But basically, it's the one where it's like the DC universe is equivalent to um, the Avengers. So it's Batman, yeah, Aquaman. Yeah. yeah, but then, so the premise is that Superman's dead and they spend the entire movie just waiting. Are you, do, do you care about this? Yeah, Can yeah. I spoil this for yeah, you? Yeah. I mean, I, I like DC to be well, good, do you, but I know it's a bad movie. So they basically, they spend the whole movie just being like, oh, we need Superman back. Oh, there's this guy from another dimension that's going to kill us all. Then Superman does come back to life. And it turns out that Superman does not need anybody else's help. So it just becomes <laughs> really pointless. Every fight scene is just like giving Batman something to do in his car for no reason. But that's, and then Superman that's, just flies around and just like... Batman, right? That's uh, Batfleck. Is that what we call him? <laughs> Bat Batfleck. Not, not Batterson, which I'm so fucking pumped for. Because I was beforehand, I was like, yeah, it could be good, could be shit. But then having oh, seen no Tenet, Tenet and him just bossing it, I'm just like, yes, this is going to be good. Um... So, right, fuck it. We're still on the TV and film section. Still Succe on it. Succession, series two. I finished Ooh, it. Someone watched Spoilers it. Yeah, are coming. Beast. It's so fucking beast. The last episode is amazing. It actually Remind me? They're on a boat, basically. They have oh, the court, yes, they have yes, a court yes. scene where um, the guy that's a complete beast in the first... Basically, the guy that carries the first season, you, you know his name, Shiv's, Shiv's husband... Oh yeah, yeah. 
the guy well, that basically the carries the first and... season. He's like not in it really in the second season much until it gets the court scene where he does the the dead cat thing where he's just like complete shit show. And then when he's fighting, well, when he like... pretends to be a pig. No, before well, that's that's a few things before that. That's like what's what's the thing? I can't remember what the guy says for it. There's, there's some what's like the court scene. The court scene where he's like um, he's getting questioned about all the shit that's going down and he just completely bottles oh, yeah. it. And he, it's like, right, it's a dead cat thing because if you completely bottle it and everyone ma- is making memes about you online, then you're taking the heat off the people that, you know, are, are worried. But then they're, then they're on the boat and the slow build-up and you're thinking, right, final episode. And when I'm watching, I'm like, oh, it's on the boat, whatever. And But when you look back on it, it's incredible as far as like the pathos and like the, the setup and everything is just like so good with um this is so bad Roman. because i'm just like slightly Not Roman. can't remember anyone, everyone's name but no um care i want to say keenan but <laughs> what's his name ken 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 and and big big roy and they're all that stuff where, where he says like right i'm yeah, no, he does. He basically kicks his girlfriend off the boat, having introduced him to the dad, to Logan, and is and Logan's just like, nah, bin her off. She's addicted to drugs. She needs to get off the drugs as well. So he bins her off the boat. But when he's explaining it to her, he's just like, yeah, he's just he does love me. He does love me. But it's just he, he shows his his love in a different way. And then when you finally see the whole episode, that is like so prescient because at the end, it's basically an amazing ending because his his own son completely stiffs him when he goes in at the end and and instead of saying yeah but he's 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 proud of him though yeah yeah there's that last bit where he's proud that his son's just completely fucked him because that's what he would do because that's what you have to do yeah because he also in that episode he says you know oh yeah you know dad would i've been could i could i've been the leader of the company he's like no you don't have that killer instinct and then at the end when he's basically getting fucked by his son He's actually appreciative of it because he knows his son can can go that extra mile. It's so so. Yeah, good. no, no, it's it's and fantastic. It's, li- it's like Nolan in that way, in that they throw in those little teasers and all, all the sort of um, the wordplay and everything. It's absolutely brilliant. So yeah, season two of Succession, get it watched. The other thing that we finished this week, I assume you've seen it, is Criminal. No, I've not seen it. Have you seen series one? No. Ah. Oh. Incredible Netflix. I'm rewatching The West Wing. So right, well, that's a watch. <laughs> Criminal is the best thing on Netflix at the moment. Um, it's just like uh, Detective Inspector. Sort of, they're in one room. They're every episode is different. They're interviewing someone, and it's and now in series two. It's all like famous guest stars. So Sharon Horgan's one. Um, King of the North from Game of Thrones. No, it's no, one. it's John Snow, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. Kit Harrington. Yeah, King I've of the seen, North. I've yeah. seen that. Yeah, That's not King of the North, is it? He is King of the King North. King of the North's his brother. Wow. No. Well, there's no I don't edit this out. I'm not editing <laughs> it out. The, the thing where they're chanting King of the North is where Kit Harrington comes back having died, right? And then all the people in the room are like, King of the Rob North. Rob Stark. I think Rob Stark is the King of the North. That's where that originates from. No, the chanting King of the North is Kit Arrington. It's Jon Snow. I'm not re-watching Game of Thrones to find out, but I'm, we, I know the King of the North. have to. <laughs> right, that, that can be a, a, a mailbag question for later. But yeah, criminal, brilliant. So that's the best thing on 
Netflix. The best thing on Amazon Prime at the moment is The Boys, not even close. I I was talking I was like trying to find like the next good dramedy and started watching this I Hate Susie thing on Sky, which has been hyped quite a lot. It's Billy Piper and Daniel Ings. Not to be confused with Danny Ings. Um watch Dan first- Danny Ings of Lovesick. Yeah. Watch the first five minutes. It was horrendous. Couldn't watch it. Okay. Finish Breeders, which is a uh, it's got Martin Freeman in it and Daisy Haggard, who's this like lovely girl who's also an uncle. Um, you would know her if you saw her type thing, but they're basically parents of two young kids and Martin Freeman has anger management issues and they're like, they're trying to be good parents basically, but it resonates extremely strongly. It's very on the nose and it, it gets quite dark at places, but that that's on Sky. That was actually pretty good. Um, I need to make a, a little amendment to the, one of the previous pods because I name-checked <clears throat> something else I'd watched and I can't remember what I called it, but what I was meant to call it was Motherland. And Motherland, again, I, I call these like quite light things. Motherland, again, is about a woman that's got a kid and is trying to like hang out with other sort of parents and trying to like, you know, not completely fuck it up. But it's actually pretty funny. It's written by Sharon Horgan. That is good. I can't remember the name of the thing that I I said when I meant Motherland, but what I Listen did say was a comedy with like fucking Michael McIntyre slash Mrs. Brown Boy's level of fucking shitness. So I, I retract that in the strongest possible terms and I don't watch that shit. But it's a light comedy, that's good. Uh that's the TV and film done for me, mate. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really have anything on TV and film. Have we got a dating section this week? Um, no, but I might get, <laughs> I might get, ba- I might get back into it again because the or- the organic meats aren't going so well. I mean, by not going so well, they're not going at all. Organic um, meat I was in the... sounds sounds nice though. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say, I was in the supermarket recently and I was thinking, yeah, I can just start chatting to someone. Just like, go for it. But then it's just too risky at my local supermarket. You know. Waitrose? Everyone's ch- no, Morrison's. That is close to home. But big, um, why is that close to home? Well, physically. Arctic Morrison's. Yeah, but it's all there. Or Chinese students. So... No, the dating is not uh, doing anything at the moment. So I'm currently drinking um, a beer. It is available in Tesco, £3, 6.4%, and Nipah, and it's called Shoop. And this one has been on the UK craft beer thing over the last month or so. It is a collaboration between Salt and Pomona Island, and it's juicy. It is actually For some reason, when you said, nice. when you when I hear Shoop, I just think of, it, it feels like a drink that Rick would drink in Rick and Morty. I, I gotta get a shoop. I gotta, I gotta have more shoop, Morty. It's good. Give man. me that shoop. I'm loving the um, neeps. I have a... the neeps. Couple of neeps. Come on, that's got me. I even did a wee. <laughs> it's got to be a comedy. Comedy cannot just be a gag. It must be related to something. Um. I uh, bought a flight the other day. Um, I've got a pal that lives in Vietnam, and British Airways were having a sale, so I bought a flight. You got, but you got to buy a flight to. They're Thailand. having a sale so because the... they're going bust. Yeah, well, it's all fine. If they go bust, <laughs> if they die, if he dies, he dies. Oh, fuck. anyways, yeah. 
We've got something else Wait, to talk let about. Me me, let me do my I'm story. an anecdotalist. <laughs> You're not an anecdotalist. For it to be an anecdote, it has to be short and to the point. I've got something a to ramble say. About, a ramble about a coffee table split over three different pods is not an anecdote. Oh, I've got an update on that, so don't wait. Fuck. Anyway, I buy a flight Closure. to Thailand. Right? And then I'm chatting to one of my mates, and I tell them I tell them this, and, and she was like, oh, I, I was looking at Thailand as well. But they're not letting any tourists come in right now. So, like, I bought a flight to Thailand, and foreign tourists aren't allowed to travel there. So I literally have no idea what I'm going to do. The flight's not until March, so hopefully by then they will. Otherwise, it's... Hopefully by then, COVID have disappeared. No, it's more... More my hope is hopefully by then, Thailand will be so impoverished that it will require... Uh, tourism. Again. Oh, they're, 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 they must to, be I, fucked. They're so. I don't even want to tourism. go to Thailand. I want to go to Vietnam. So it's like, but the the flight is obviously through Thailand. So I don't know what I'm going to do. But that was a pretty. It was pretty stupid to buy the flight. And then I was like, oh yeah, other countries they have restrictions as well. It's not just us. It's not just Europe. Um, anyway, tell us about. Um, well, first of all, Rocky, the Rocky movies. I'm a big fan. I actually own the box set one to five. I don't really think six Rocky. Balboa um, uh, or Creed 1 and 2 are part of the canon but whatever no, not. Not. One, well 1 to 5 you rank them no you rank them I, well I, I bought I'm, okay uh, I think it goes 1, 2, 4, 3 and then it's a distant 5th for 5 yeah 5 is terrible but okay well we all know that we all, we all in, know my, that, in but... my humble opinion it's 4 1, 2, 3, 5 Four is better than one. You started this pod by saying an origin story is what you like, but you want the one where he's already rich and famous. No, it's not that though. Rocky Four has so much. It's got the it's got the fucking run up the steps, right? It's got the if he I'll dies, he dies. Steps. It's got the throw in the towel. No, like artistically, I hundred percent agree. Rocky One is the best. Like as someone that has studied film, you know, I, I, <laughs> oh, if you're watching this, uh, Stu almost spat out his beer, um, while singing that. But as someone that ha- did, as someone who studied film slash did an evening class of film studies for ten weeks, um, after he, is the slash you know, is that slash in addition to studying you did an evening class? That wasn't, or is that, that the... wasn't just because I'm interested in film. That was also as a way of meeting people. Yeah, um, did you? Well, yes, but a lot of opinionated old men mainly, and some some opinionated old conservative women as well. But there were some young girls as well. Uh, so yeah, a good mix. Never say girls. Yeah. Never say they were no, young they, girls. They were. They were, they were legal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as someone who studied film, uh, who knows what a maison scene is. Um, I, you know, can I appreciate that Rocky One is the best film, but as far as which one would I, if I had to watch one right now, it would be Rocky Four. And it's not even, yeah, it's got, it's got the whole lot. It's got the whole lot. Dolph Lundgren, Apollo Creed. It's got the, it's, it's got the lot. All right, we'll agree to disagree on that. So I think I'm backing up Petty on that one. Five, five is is terrible. Three, mm, one and two, you know, are the standout, but. As someone, you know, entertainment. Three's wise, not that bad. Some, Three's as, fine. Three's got a good training scenes with him and Creed down at the beach doing the sprint running, learning a new way of boxing. Yeah, but it almost turns into like, you know, South Park Team America with the, 
with the um, the montages. But yeah, as um, someone that I know you also love, Remember the Titans. A lot of these films are about those moments, the quote, the quotes, the quotability, the Braveheart. You know those the classic films that have these amazing scenes slash amazing memes. And that should be a section in the pod. What? Scenes slash memes? Memes and scenes. Memes and meson scenes. What is a meson scene? I'll explain it on the pod. I can't do it right now. I have studied film. I have studied film. I don't know what it is. I'm asking you what it is. Now's your chance to tell me, educate me, teach me. Don't Google it. He's Googling (laughs) it. I'm not. But... All I will say is a maison scene is an arrangement of scenery and stage properties in a play. Translated from French, it means setting the stage. But in film analysis, the term maison scene refers to everything in front of the camera, including set design, lighting, and actors. So yeah, when we everything talk... in front of the camera. So what is it? It's the film. It well, it's more like the set and what you see. So like, you know, everything that goes into. A, a, a specific scene, everything they've put in there. So, like, I remember it coming up in film studies. We're going deep now. I remember it going up in film studies when we were watching. Um... Fuck, man, this is terrible. Citizen Kane it again. Oh god. Because that it has like lots of bits there, and that have you seen Citizen Kane? No. Oh, f- right. I can't. I can't. I'm not. This is this is a pod full of spoilers, but I'm not spoiling Citizen Kane. Go and watch it. It's one of the best films of all time. And we, okay. mo- and we well, move. We move. Um, which is, happens to be a sort of FBI all right. Twitter. Uh, let me set you thing. a challenge, right? I'm going to get a stopwatch up, okay? I'm going to put a 60-second timer because we've got to, we've got to be on another pod. Um, so let me put a 60-second timer. In 60 seconds, can you provide the update for your um, uh, coffee table? Three, two, one, and we're off. Okay, this section... They're not my audience. Get me on something. I'm an anecdotalist. All right, the Lara Dute saga. Um, they finally sent the uh, as as a sort of I suggested. They sent a completely new set. I managed to pick out the one set that I needed. Fixed it. Built the whole thing perfect. Still had to paint the the top of the bench that they'd already replaced and replaced it with something that wasn't perfect. Painted that white. The thing's good to go. They then got back in contact to arrange re-delivery of me sending stuff the, the stuff back and potentially compensation. I said, well, uh, give me a call. Give me a call. They phone up. They say 45 quid. I say, fine. That's on top of the other 40 or so quid for this, the sale price differential. They're like, oh, and I'm not sure. They go back, call me back. But basically they've agreed to being like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll sort you out. The difference between the sale price and the 45 quid compensation, I'll take that. And I won't put a black stone on Lara Du. Nailed it. Exactly 60 seconds. Right. Maybe you are are an anecdotalist. Ah, I am, mate. But, yeah, it's done. That's it. That's got to be it. Yeah, yeah, but I've got another another anecdote. And I've I've talked about on the pod before. It's dog owners that are fucking shits. And the worst thing is, my wife has, like, you know... An issue with pe- with dogs being off the lead and like going and molesting children, basically. And usually, I was like, "Our, no. our dog, dogs." Get, are just fine. to be clear, I've got an issue with dogs molesting children as well. Okay, a dog being off the lead and going and 
pushing over a child is an issue, right? Even if the owner comes and goes, oh, no, they're, they're not usually like that. You know, so basically, I've been running twice in the last week. And on Sunday, I go out running. I, I get into a clearing and this sort of big dog, like a golden retriever, but a bit smaller and a bit more active, comes up to me barking and jumps on me. And I can't see I can't see anyone in this clearing. I'm like, hey, like stop jumping on me. And then I wait like five seconds and the owner comes round. And then I'm like, right, the owner comes round, run, runs up, and then I'm like, okay, fine. I can I've, I've sort of stopped because the dog's been chasing oh. me. So then I start running off again. So I start running off. The owner's there, the dog's gonna get recalled, it's all good. So I start running off again. The dog fucking chases me, jumps on me again, barking like you know, trying to bite my knob off, basically. And the owner can't recall the dog, okay? And I'm, and then I'm just like, oh, can you get your dog away from me, please? And then eventually the dog, not through any, like, positive of the owner, finally pisses off. And I, I must preface this with... It's had its way. No, but I'm a dog lover. But I am, I'm turning into a dog owner hater because this dog should never be on the lead because a dog that the owner can't recall shouldn't be off the lead it's it's the basics right do you agree with that i i mean first of all yes definitely and i i've i've been in the other situation of that as far as like the the dog lucy that my folks had would be fucking run it's obviously banter like run off on the beach like heel heel and the, the dog's like 50 yards away like just completely <laughs> in the zone, you know lucy heel you know and like a lot of dog owners are like that but some of it is about what the owner's like if, if the owner says like i'm sorry the dog's you know had a hard life and we're we're trying to train it or like with you know all that sort of stuff makes a big difference but it was just nothing and i'm just like trying to get my knobs bot like chopped off anyway so that that was that i was a bit shaken up because it was more that oh, one. Bet. Was, yeah. That was a big dog, but they were both fine. It wasn't like I what wasn't in danger or anything. As I say, I love dogs, so that was all fine. Um, it was more like the dog ran through, and like there was no one. I like looked around for like five seconds, and no one was there. And eventually, I like, sort of shouted out, "Hey!" Like because this dog's like jumping up on me, um, and like eventually someone turned up. So that that was a bit weird. And then literally the next day, I then go on a run, completely different route, end up. I'm running towards Crammond and it's in this um, running by the river basically and this um, little yappy dog comes up and fair enough it's like you know it's the sort of dog you could sort of boot into river if you had to like yappy dogs like small dog classic like small penis thing you know like you know expensive car small penis type thing comes up to me like barking 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 what it's mystical what is this anecdote about it's about dog owners this one's really bad so the dog starts biting my shoe the 150 quid nike shoes that i bought and i and i'm just like waiting for the fucking dog owner to to call the dog back and he, he the guy's like Ugh. and I, I i basically have to stop running stand still while the dog's jumping about biting my shoe and i'm just like Oh, why have you not called your dog back? And eventually he's like trying to call the dog back. The dog's still barking, jumping up and down, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, can you put your dog on a lead, please? And then he just goes off on me about it. Like, I've had to stop running. I've stopped complete standstill. The dog's been biting my shoe. I'm just like, can you... How old was the guy? My age, like 30s, 30s 40s. What? And then, what and then he starts going, oh, you could say something. Like, I think he maybe thinks that I'm like tense because I don't like dogs or something. It's like... 
So the first thing he says to me is, you could say something. Uh, you, you can you can talk, you know. And I basically, I've been running. I've stopped dead because the dog started not attacking me. It's a yappy dog. It's fine. You know, I'm not, I'm not feared for my life or anything. But it's more like, you, you're, the dog's fucking biting my shoe right now. You need to call your dog back. And again, if you don't have a bomb-proof recall, if, you, if, you, if your dog doesn't come back when you recall it, when you shout for it, then it shouldn't be off the lead. And it took ages. Yeah. The dog was jumping up and bound. He couldn't grab the dog because the, do the dog didn't even have like a collar on so that he could put the lead on. It took absolutely ages. And then, so then I was like, right. He started being abusive towards me. So I got my phone out. And I was going like, to start filming it. And he's like, oh. And he's being so wide about it. Like, almost Who? Like, Sorry, what? Someone started filming? Who started filming? No, I was going to start filming him to be like, you know, why you... He started, he's being really wide. I was just like, can you, can you, you know, stop having your dog bite my shoe, please? Can you bring your dog back? And then, he, and then the owner got massively affronted that I might feel that way, like as if. And I love dogs, but like, what? It's these owners that think. Oh, Everyone's going to be happy just yeah, having yeah. that imposed like, on oh, them. Yeah, the no, does. I get I don't it. mind it if the dog bites my shoe. Like you're going down a public path, like. I show some respect, basically. But it wasn't even that. Like, yeah, if the owner says, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, he's, he's a bit wild, I'd be like, no problem. But the guy was just like, oh, well, why are you being why are you being a dick about it? I'm just like, your dog's fucking, <laughs> you know, you're being a dick. Your dog's being a dick. So I got my phone out. He's like, oh, why, why, are, you, why, why are you phoning out? Because why are you filming out? It's like, well, and I didn't want to have to stop at all. I didn't want to have to, I didn't say to him, like, your dog, if you can't recall your dog, it shouldn't be off the lead. You know, I just wanted to get on with my run. But then for the next 10 minutes of the run, I was just, like, stressed out about how the owner could be so wide, basically. You know, be affronted at me it, for being, like, why is your dog being a wido? I don't know. Am I completely yeah, off, it, off? Well, if, I mean, n none of us were there. But if, certainly in the second one, it sounds to me like, no. I mean, that would annoy me. The owner's I mean, I knew, I, I, stuff was more like, right, I, I wish I'd started recording from the moment the dog started running towards me and wasn't in, like, the owner wasn't in control, but, because this is this, <laughs> TikTok of the week, there's this good thing on TikTok, which is Southern dog training, and the guy's basically saying about dog to dog, like, a, another dog shouldn't run about yapping next to another dog, unless, you know, the owner said that the dog can come over. And he's just always going on about like, you know, all these little dogs. Eventually, when they're those, those being bad behaved, eventually, you know, they're going to come up against the wrong dog, and it's not going to end well. Well, it's a dog eat dog world. Well, right, last section, music. Oh, we've got, two, we've got mailbag after this, but music. So, Craig Stevenson. Do you know Craig Stevenson? Yes. He's an old um, old school magic player, but he's got this thing where he's um, off the back of Danny Nuttall. He's listening to a thousand albums in a year. So, it's basically three albums a day. Taking take requests from anyone. So, he's got a list of like a thousand albums he's going to listen to. I think he's coming from a, a point of being like, right, I like metal. But you can do whatever you want. You can post metal thing songs that I might like. You can post anything you want. Your favorite albums, terrible albums. You can you can ban me up. You can post best albums. You can post stupid stuff. But I don't know if you if you're on live journal we used to do. But he, his writing is absolutely excellent. 
so he's he also not only does he listen to three albums a day, which is a big big ask to begin with, but he does a review of them, uh, and his reviews are absolutely awesome. And it's just like a completely broad spectrum of music and doing these reviews, and it actually got me a bit more into like, oh yeah, I want to check this out and check this out. We've got a similar thing at work. Um, admittedly, are a sort of um, equivalent of work facebook isn't working at the moment but they have like a a music section where there's like a a different person suggests an album every week that people listen to and i was sort of slowly catching up on that so one of the albums that i listened to recently was michael kiwanaku Ah, oh, you, you killed me. That's the only thing I have to talk about music. I listen to that album. Right, okay, that's good. That's good, though, because usually if I talk about music, you have no no idea. So, yeah, he won Mercury Music Prize for this album, and I'm not a big soul fan. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, I'm not a big soul fan. I'm not a big um, funk fan, but it's just a it's just a really chill album. It's not, it's not, it's not heavy soul, and it, it has that sort of modern twist to it, but there's a couple of songs, and obviously the, you, you, you Ain't the Problem, and uh, my favourite song on the album is piano joint the second piano joint song it's like what piano joint what is love or something like that so yeah i've been i've been enjoying that one so have you recently seen yeah. that album as well yeah i'm trying to bring up just no saying who my favorite song's called but my internet's dead but yeah i listened to the album i thought it was great and there was quite a lot of upbeat soul stuff like it was some that had some really good uh like you would if it came out in a bar or something you'd be quite happy oh it'd be, it's perfect background music like in in that so i'm not saying you dance to it and that's why like because we, we've been out many times and like generally I wouldn't go to like a funk and soul night because I find the music gets quite samey and yeah but but that yeah great and the other album that came out this week is Idols which is like one of my favourite bands right now that's like their third album um, they're playing the Barrowlands next year I've got tickets to go with Larry and the Duggernaut um, Duggernaut's a massive Idols fan one of one of our pals who used to play um, Magic as well in Glasgow um, but but yeah, not impressed by the third album. There's a couple of good songs, but they're the ones that they've basically already released. So compared to the previous two albums, not the best. But I'm really enjoying just sort of exploring more albums. And um, yeah, sometimes like if I'm at work and I'm sort of going through my email inbox and trying to delete stuff, then I can just put an album on and, and sort of listen to it. And, and that works quite well. But generally I'm the sort of person that can't do that during the week because I need sort of you know silence to concentrate on on, on doing stuff obviously i'm in meetings as well but but yeah so yeah music section new one for the pod all right we could listen to an album a week yeah you know and then talk about it but the last right. thing is mailbag we all oh, right a, we've we got mailbag yeah we had a question this week what's the question what are you reading at the moment from um, david grant i just finished a book called um Birdsong by Sebastian Falks. It was a story about the First World War. It was phenomenal. And um, it was really gritty and quite inspiring. And I was when I was reading it, I have to say, uh, I, it made me realise that, you know, uh, that whole thing about people being respectful of what the people fighting the war did for their various countries uh, is, is true, even if you don't necessarily agree with war. But it was a really good story. And now I'm reading a book called Milkman by Anna Burns that I can't get into. So that's what I'm reading. What about you? Um, what am I reading? I might read for men, which is the sort of magazine you get with Beer 52, but generally I'm not a big reader. I don't read fiction. Um, so, yeah. Right, let's wrap up. we get places to be. Yeah, we've got a good... Let's, let's do a good outro. It's your turn to, good, to do a good outro. Yeah. Well, you've been the anecdotalist. 
Gagman. You've been listening to Aaron Stu's show. Bye. Bye. <laughs>